0: Welcome back to Indy Housing Market. I'm Kyle Morse with Morse Property Group and FC Tucker.
1: I'm Shelly Walters with the Shelly Walters Religious Group and FC Tucker. Hi, guys. Welcome back. We, um, uh, Well,
0: hold on. We got to talk about this for a second. Which, so, oh. I'm low on my energy drinks, and I have a Blue raz Bang, and um, it's an OG. Like, there's a couple of flavors that are just kind of the OGs of, of Bang flavors, and um, mm-hmm. it's intense. It's a lot, man. You got C4. I'm really just... You going to swap out? No, I'd because you've been it.
1: complaining about that the entire it's time. Just I don't a think lot. I'm going to do that. And raspberries lot. are purple, not blue.
0: Please, somebody fact that fact <laughs> check that for us, because that's just entirely not accurate. But she Googled it and she found like one purple raspberry or something like that. Anyways, enough of that. Um, okay, so you want to bring up some things. Um,
1: we predicted yeah. what's happening right now.
0: I, it's almost like we should do this thing, which like. When Kyle and Shelly were right and when Kyle Kyle and Shelly were wrong, right? Um, And this is one of the times that we were right just based off of the data.
1: Well, December 14th, we said what is happening in the market today was going to happen around the middle of March. We are one month even earlier than that. So... What is happening? <laughs> it's just getting intense
0: out there. I think as because I think we did another one where we're kind of like, hey, so middle of March, because it's usually like last week of March. So we're like middle of March. And then I think we kind of like predicted a month later based on the inventory. We thought it might be two weeks earlier. And now it's two weeks earlier than that, that this has happened. Um, and it's interesting because you were talking to somebody and they were uh, they were in a multiple offer situation already and they were like I just didn't see this coming and I just don't know how you look and, and I, I get it you know not everybody tracks the data and the stats and all that stuff and that's kind of one of the reasons we do the podcast is so people are aware so they you know if they don't yeah, have time do <laughs> yeah we do them for you yeah we do them um, for you just the data has been trending this way for months and months and months, right? And plus the information about interest rates and watching them go down a little bit. They've gone a little bit up, but they will be going down.
1: Um, well and i think people are just tired of waiting that's a whole yeah. i mean there's so many reasons mm-hmm. why this has happened what we're talking about is the multiple offers are back no warmer than usual it's been
0: warmer than usual outside yeah. of like
1: 57 today which yeah, is awesome the snow.
0: although raquel said that this weekend was a blizzard and i also are that that, that falls under the purple raspberry category <laughs> for the record i don't think four inches <laughs> is a blizzard but um
1: i had five in my backyard you Mark. had five And I was driving around in it. So let me tell you where I was. Let's tell
0: tell this story. Yeah.
1: So talking about inventory, one of the other things, and what we talked about last week was in regards to, like if you have inventory that is so low, not only that, then you have to look in the price point where your buyers can be, how many houses there are. And then if they need a four-bedroom, how many of those houses are three bedrooms? So we're down from, like right now in Carmel Active, 92. Well, there may only be one. That, that matches what parameters. my buyer needs. Mm-hmm. And then that house may be in bad condition or something to that effect. So this inventory is really low. So I was showing houses last week in Waynetown, Indiana, which I was cool with. Lovely because, this time of year. Well, I loved it. The drive was beautiful, mm-hmm. of course, going out through the country. But we are really, I mean, I remember in 21 and 2022 when I was driving to Sheridan and yeah. Lebanon. Now I'm going Tifton, to Crawfordsville and Waynetown, trying yeah. to find houses for people. Yeah. Yep. It's and like the suburbs of uh, Indianapolis may push really far soon.
0: Yeah, I think so. So I, I've thought for a couple of years, uh, first of all, we had, um, remote work actually played a big role in that, um, cost of living as far as like, uh, the cost of houses and then COVID, a lot of people want to get out of the city. Right. So people want land, no HOAs. So yeah, I mean, for a couple of years now, you know, um, Greenfield's going to be a suburb, you know. I mean, it kind of already is. it that's but I been mean, going
1: like, for a while. That's been going that
0: way. But you got – so Mooresville's always been really close, but Martinsville now is suddenly 35, <laughs> 38 minutes into downtown. You know, you got – Brownsburg's always been a suburb, but I feel like they're going to be more absorbed like a Fisher's is. Right. right. You're going to start talking about I would, Tipton. Yeah,
1: Brownsburg and Avon for sure. Right. But that just shows, like, buyers, if you're having trouble finding homes, I mean, if you're really not – trying to get anywhere specifically like i have to be in this city and you're having trouble finding inventory think outside of the box of look at some of these great towns we have that are a little farther out but i was shocked when they were sending me the houses they needed to see because of their price point where we were going to go like i said I was happy about it. It was my old stomping grounds where I grew up, and so it's was fun that's to go back. That's where you grew up? I grew up in the town of Newtown, Indiana. Really? Which is out there. Yeah.
0: Man, that's awesome. Your you grew up on a farm town. or in the city? I
1: grew up on a farm.
0: That's awesome. What did you guys raise?
1: Corn, mostly.
0: I guess you say grow, not raise corn. We <laughs> raised corn. <laughs> raise corn. We raised corn. Yeah. Well, I just didn't know if you had cows or whatever. Yeah, no,
1: they did. My grandma, she that's... had that too. But that was, you know, that was the whole thing. But anyway wayntown wingate all those houses are mm, i don't know are we getting gonna suck them in as one of the uh uh, new you know
0: when people say hey um you know i'm looking for this this and this you know my first question is i can find you anything where do you need to be though Right. right because like what's your drive time to work what do you want your drive time to work be to be um because the houses are out there what ends up impacting is geographical location Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so when if you actually are open geographically which i understand when people aren't they want school systems or or they want to be close to family or whatever it may be um and so that can limit it but when you have an open geographic it's like hey i live in i work in the city i just need something that's a 30 minute commute like i could probably find you anything that you're looking for it's like i need something on the northwest side Right Now yeah. I, I'm, I, I just split it into a quarter of what the inventory is, right? Right.
1: Well, and the other thing, too, is what we were talking about with my um, first-time homebuyers, what I was talking about, is the whole idea is they're renting, and they've been renting for like mm-hmm. three years, and they're done with it. They don't want to do it anymore. The amount of money they're paying per month could get them a lot of house compared to what they're paying to their landlord. But the part where I said is, okay, let's get you in a house. This is your stepping stone. If we get you in there and you have a house and you grow equity, which is happening, we're seeing these multiple offers. We can talk about that in a minute. But um, get in the house in three to four years from now, then maybe you can move a little bit closer. But this gets you the ability to buy a home.
0: Well, an interesting part about this too is like, you know, when COVID happened and people were paying over list and people are like, I just don't understand over paying over list. And, and you know, that, that's a personal preference if you want to do it. Like sometimes it's not up to that. It's about, I have to move or I need this or, you know, we specifically want this neighborhood. Like, it's just not as clear cut as that. Like, I understand a lot of people make a, this uh, a decision based off of the finances and the, the business decision of it. But, like, sometimes people just do pay a tax for, like, wanting what they want, right? right. Like, like that's just the reality of it. You know, people will be like, hey, should I put this $40,000 kitchen in and we do the math? And I'm like, all right, you're going to recoup maybe 30 of it, 28 of it. And then so over seven years, what does that $12,000 come into a month? Are you willing to pay this $50 a month tax to have the kitchen you want?
1: Right? And I say, if you're living there, do what you want. Exactly. Make sure it's not purple.
0: Right. So, but like the crazy part <laughs> is, is like, so... When the market is like this, you know, I'm not encouraging somebody to pay over list or don't overpay or pay over list. Like, I, I don't really care but what somebody does. But it's almost a
1: given what we're looking at. It, except it for the houses that are, that we still have inventory out there that is not sucked up yet at 150 days on market. Yep. There's some issues there. Right. I know it, there are. <laughs> and there's
0: deals to, to be had there. But, you know, when you pay over list, what people don't realize is that now becomes a comp for the houses that are listed for the next six months. And when that happens one time, two times, three times, now all the comps are at a higher level, Mm -hmm. right? And so now all the houses being priced for the next six months are based off of this over list price, right? That now becomes fair market value. So other houses all go up. And then to even come back down from that, it would take a decline the following six months, which would then take the pricing the next six months after that. For something to like crash like that to actually Well, have a yeah, we're never impact. gonna
1: see that because we were seeing in, oh, I can't say that because weird things happen. But October. Outside
0: of something catastrophic right. or Again, on. 2008 a, or COVID. Something we can't project, correct.
1: So, like October, November, December, we were seeing. List-to-sale ratios a go bit down. Um, yep. to 97, averaging 97%. So that's why we kept saying the best time to buy was yesterday. Get out there and buy. Well, now, um, in the stats that I pulled together, um, Carmel is currently at the past um, 30 days of sold, 101%. Westfield's at 99%, and Zionsville's at 100%. We were at 97% two weeks ago.
0: And even the 97% is a misnomer, right? Because it's like, okay, that's list to sell ratio. That doesn't take into account the appreciation of three percent that we had this past year. A little bit higher than that, but we'll You're just. six. It, I think it's six, but I think Brad it's six, it was six and three, a half or right? something like that. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't take into account for that. It definitely doesn't take into account the fifteen percent from the year before that, or the eighteen percent the year before that, or the eighteen percent the year before that. And so even at the ninety-seven percent. It's still oh, yeah. net higher mm-hmm. than even just a year ago. Yeah. But people are like, ah, oh, you know, three percent, you know, under list to to sell value, like, not like that's still a positive net win,
1: right? Especially if they've been in the house for six or seven years. But oh, yeah, what I ridiculous. what I see though is what buyers need to understand is we are back in multiple offer situation. We are yes. back in ex- escalation clauses. We're back in appraisal gap. We're back into all kinds of Inspection things waivers, to win. Yeah. Not
0: waivers, but uh, I I never encourage anybody to do an inspection waiver. Absolutely, everybody should do an inspection. But you Um, have to put
1: a floor on it. Like here's, I'm going to only ask. ask. Yeah, yeah.
0: Educational purposes only, whatever it may be. Right.
1: So -hmm. we, um, I just had a listing this weekend that was um, went into multiple offer situations, and. I will say what happened on that this weekend is just showing where we're going. Mm -hmm. There was a house in the neighborhood also. We've talked to the agent about that. I know you did as well and tried to find out what theirs was. And so there's a neighborhood in Carmel that there were 52 showings on my house, 10 offers. There was 33 showings on that house. um, I don't know how many offers. That's in
0: 24 hours
1: for her she got her offer done in six hours it's 30 33 showing something to that effect just a short time but this just tells you we were talking about when we had talked to the lender how many pre-approvals do you have at whatever price point Mm -hmm. so these houses were six in the 600 range there are 80 other buyers out there that want a house like that
0: No, no that's 80 off of that one loan officer
1: No, I know. No, in regards to how many showings there were on these two houses. So there was 30. Well, let's just say they probably both saw it. But anyway, 50, 60 buyers are out there in Carmel right now trying to find a $600,000 house. And one came up. Two. So Those two sold last week.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, and we went way over list.
0: That's why we're trying to tell people over the winter, like, hey, I get it, buy now. But Mm -hmm. the other problem you have is the inventory wasn't that good. So, like, I, I understand the struggle, Because I mean I'm in it every day. Like I show these houses, and it's like, hey, we're ready to buy. We want to take advantage of the fact it's the winner. But like, there's not what we want out here, and I don't want people to settle for a house ever. Which is what they were doing in 21 and 22. Yes,
1: they were. And we've already have people come to us and say, I want want to sell sell the house. I Mm -hmm. don't like what we did. We, you know, bought out of, you know, whatever their situation was. Just pure, I've got to have it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's and that's a mentality that I don't know. Right I just now. don't,
0: I hope people don't settle this year. I mean, I, I try not to let people do it. Um, sometimes I don't know when somebody is, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you don't get to right, hear, the, don't hear the it. extra yeah. 1% Until of four years from now. Yeah. It's so just I have really a, hard.
1: I have a client that's coming in um, from out of state looking at houses we went out this weekend and people coming in from out of state, it's very difficult for them to buy because they're flying in on one day yeah. to see whatever's on the market that day. And then have to go in multiple offer situation. They don't have the luxury of doing that, being here. Like, we can go out now Monday or wait till next Thursday when houses mm-hmm. hit the market again. They don't have that luxury. So to start to have the conversation with them is, I'm sorry, but I think we're going to have to video, and you're going to buy it sight unseen. We're back to that, too, for anybody trying to come I into like town.
0: Have you ever... so? when you're dealing with a relocation, um, you know, I've had them where it's like, Hey, we're in town for three days. We're looking at this price point and I've had to show 12 houses a day, right. For like three days straight, which is, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. It's a lot. The most amount of houses I like to show in a day is really six. Yeah, that I would mean, be, yeah. eight, I do more regularly than I care to admit, but, um, it's just—I mean—everything just blurs together, right? Like, so when we do it, I don't care how many houses we've seen. We keep a top three. If you don't make the top three, it just gets tossed. I need you to remember nothing about it because it's just too much. It gets too confusing. But when you're <laughs> out looking all day long, like it is impossible for a human to not get fatigued with that. It just well, your brain can't is. handle any more information, you know. And there's two things
1: about that. One of is mean, there's a very well-known agent here in town that i remember her telling me that she's funny she gets like if they're in the car with it and then mm-hmm. they're looking at the sheet and she's like what do you think about it and they're like no she rolls throws it in the back she didn't talk about it ever again yeah. i don't want to hear about that house you've already said no we're moving on yeah. and that i always can just picture that when a client tells me no i just want to throw it in the back but Clients now are like, well, keep it just in case, maybe, or whatever. But the other thing that comes to that is we talked before about um, the agents giving us feedback on your house Mm -hmm. and not doing that. And that, to me, is very unprofessional because you've um, walked into a seller's house. They've given you the opportunity to come in. It's professionalism. And you don't. But it's hard for me when we're in this situation. Like I showed my out-of-town client like seven houses that day. To get a phone call like the next morning and say, what do you think of my house? I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but I will get to this because I made notes on the paper, but it's not in front of me. I don't have it yet. So to call me and try to get it out of me right then, I'm just going to say they're not interested. So you're not going to get the full feedback. So that is hard when you're doing that um, three or four or five, six, seven houses. And then you have to help your buyer remember which one they were in because then they start to confuse which one had that really cool kitchen, which one, you know, it's like pulling up all the pictures. Oh, We like the
0: closets and you're like, this was in Broad Ripple. Like, yeah. I assure you it was yeah, not the right? closets. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's just really interesting, you know, as, and honestly, you know, I'm not looking for any sympathy or anything like that. But like for agents who listen to this, like, I don't know, buckle up. Like that's just the reality of it. Like, you know, it's going to be a situation where I tell my wife, you know, like I'll see you in July. Like, that's just the oh, reality of this. and I, you know?
1: I worked I worked till one thirty last night mm-hmm. um, just to get caught That's so why you're drinking a C4 right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. But like you said, not complaining, just trying to state to people listening now, especially agents, um, the ones that were saying, I had no idea. The phone calls I received when I was saying, you know, offers are due by, and they're like, you, do you really think you're going to get multiple offers? I'm like, I already have six. Yeah. Like, what? Mm-hmm. And then... You can
0: tell when your phone starts lighting up with showings. And so, Like, you remember you, you list a house, and, like, it's on the market 10 minutes, and there's a showing. And that, just happened. Like, that happened. That happened. We had on? four
1: showings within yeah. the first five minutes of it being live. That was... That's intense. Yeah, then you knew it was coming. Yeah. But the other thing is just knowing that um, four agents... To understand where we are, which is where we are. If a house has been on the market just that day, then we are going to probably have, if it's a great house, multiple offers, get your offer in quick and put your best foot forward. There's still agents out there that think that just counter me. It's not going to happen. Yeah, You're not going to get a counter. Not when we have 10 offers in front of us, we would never just hard because
0: we just had three months
1: where you could, <laughs> you could counter and you could get inspection. items yeah. done. And we've been talking about this for two months. It's going to go away and it's gone. Mm-hmm. Not on all the houses that are on the market for 150 days, but if it's a great house hit the market, um, you've got to understand all the addendums you need to add to the purchase agreement, put your best foot forward and then see what happens. But to now, you need to be counseling your buyers again.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Be ready. Um, you know, understand the appraisal gap. Um, why you need to do that. Make sure the buyers understand that and understand that that is above ca- cash above their down payment. Uh, and so, you know, their down payment. They may want to do twenty percent, but in this market, they can only put down ten because they have to hold that money back.
0: Well, I was just talking to David McCoy with. <clears throat> uh, Howard Hanna mortgage, actually. I'm glad I remembered to say that. And we're gonna have Ross on next week. And so he was getting ready to do some training. Like they're getting ready to roll out an FHA product where the down payment is rolled up as a secondary mortgage wow yeah that'll help first-time home buyers a lot so hopefully he can come on next week and discuss a little bit more in ross can as well I yeah know we got some we questions talk from about first-time home buyers. first-time home yeah. buyers what's a good credit score what do you need how much what what percent is closing process? costs all that stuff you know we just want to educate people um but for sellers like i think we need to have a conversation about sellers and buyers real quick right so for sellers you need to if you're planning to sell you need to start preparing right now that's the reality of it right if you want to get kind of like this kind of traffic, your house has to be show ready and good to go because not every house is doing this no because we
1: see two houses one yeah. setting for a hundred days and one setting for four. five minutes yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 whatever at the most. But you have to take into account those days on market of these houses mm-hmm. is how long you allowed showings to happen and then how long it was until you were able to pin it. So if we're seeing five or six days on market as an average, I can almost guarantee that they left offers open. Because otherwise oh, it would have been in offices the first day. in the
0: first two days, if not the first day. Right. Especially so – You this won't
1: see a one or two day on market very often. You'll see this back to our four. This <laughs> past
0: weekend is a good example because it's President's Day and a lot of broker's offices are not open on Monday for that day. And so now all of a sudden it looks like, you know, it was on market four days mm-hmm. before it pended when it was probably sold Friday night. Right? Yeah, it's right. just the office it's closed Saturday, Sunday, and yeah. Monday. Right? And so it'll skew the numbers. But um, – Sellers to get that kind of activity, you need to start preparing now. That's just the reality of it. Take advantage of it while you can. Get your house show ready. Um, buyers, like I don't want buyers to be discouraged because if you know what you're getting into, like we can find houses. We just can. Um, but you got to go right now. You got to go no right now. No more waiting until tomorrow. Gotta, right. Or you got to be prepared to enter the market in the state that it's going to do it. And people are going to be afraid to do it. And I'm telling you, next year the prices. is – Will just be higher. They're gonna be higher. And I know
1: Brad um, from board said three to three and a half percent. That's what they're projecting. Uh, Mine just went up Mm -hmm. quite a bit more than that. And so, if we're looking at that kind of situation, um, the the other thing with this is when you're looking at houses selling so quickly, um, sellers need to understand why we want to keep the offers open for a while Mm -hmm. because the first offer that comes in. Is not going to be the highest offer you can get, more than likely. Not always. Not, Sometimes, there's not this always. old
0: adage of first offer tends to be your best offer. and yep. that's, I would agree with that until about three years ago, mm-hmm. maybe four years ago, because now people don't want to put in their best offer because it will just get beat. They want to see it go up. Then put in their best offer. Yeah, they wait till the last they're just minute. Gonna get it's due at 3.
1: They mm-hmm. send it to you at 2.45 because they've tried to figure it all out.
0: Oh, there's people who will go see a house on Friday and they'll be like, cool, we'll send you the offer Sunday night. Yeah. Already knowing what they're going to do, right? But um, you can
1: never guarantee that if you say you're going to have offers open till Sunday night, more than likely it's not going to happen. Somebody's going to force the issue. Yeah. Those agents force the issue, and that's what happened on my listing. I was forced to. I'm an agent in
0: forces issue. they will be like hey, we're, yeah. you know offers until Sunday at 5 and I'll just write a really strong offer. It, it, like basically you, you know like we it's like what we call our come and get it offer, you know, it's like you know we're going to put them in a decision and a timeline where
1: you just control like, you the might be able situation. To, yeah, yeah, you
0: might be able to get like feel free to spend an extra 24 hours to try to go get an extra $5,000 that you may or may not get but this is what I got for you right now. Mm-hmm. Make a decision.
1: Well, the other thing that was really I, I couldn't believe, which is this is where I think the agent mentality of people not really paying attention to the markets going, is listed it on Wednesday. Showing started Thursday, and I was seeing um, showing requests come in on Monday and Tuesday.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, you really think his house is still going to be there? I mean, it's just not going to happen in this particular house. So – buyers agents need to know if your buyer wants to see houses i wouldn't take that opportunity it may still be there monday or tuesday Mm -hmm. but it may not
0: you know what i saw a lot this week too ironically houses that had been sitting 100 days and because the market heated up they did a price adjustment last week and now it's like houses are selling multiple offers because it got stale when there weren't enough eyeballs on it did a price adjustment it shows as it does. The days on market is still old, but it populates as new within a search portal, right? And you know, I went and looked at two that had been sitting fifty days, one hundred and ten days. Both of them have offers just from well, this weekend. What
1: happens there too is the um, buyers are on the fence. This has been on the market fifty days, one hundred days. Nobody's. Let's gonna see if make they're going to drop it. Let's right. watch. Which let's is what you what could happens. do in
0: December, for the record.
1: Right. So you see it drop, and then you're like, oh no. How many other people are going to want to make an offer now and then the other thing that happens is the agent calls all those agents that said let me know if anything happened so the price dropped all of a sudden other people are saying we're going to make an offer now so all these times these houses are setting 50 to 100 days then you end up having multiple offers and buyers go oh that's fake they they're oh, lying dude, i love that i love you when know people they're are lying like, like, do you think
0: they really have an op- offer like i just don't know an agent who's going to lie about that i'm not going to risk any kind of sanction. Well, cause license. buyers
1: will say, forget it. I don't want to compete. Yeah. You'll lose you, you them. Just, just you just,
0: you just set yourself up to, to fail. You don't want to ever
1: lie about that
0: ever. Yeah. I, I just, I've Plus never met an agent who does Code that. Ethics, I've right. had a bunch of buyers ask me that. Do you think they really have it? And I'm like, like this is how I handle that situation. Right? It's like, I've got a lot of interest, right? No offers. Um, that conveys the situation. Um, you know, I've got an offer. I've got an offer, you know, I'm not going to lie to you because what I need is I need you to respond within a timeline because I have a freaking offer, right? Like, because otherwise you just send me something for like 5,000 over, but like, three hours after I already had to respond to somebody right. else's. Right. Like I need you to know there's an offer. It's
1: urgency right now. You you just have no idea what's going to happen. Even yeah. if it's been on the market for a hundred days, today's market is back to where we were and it's going to be urgent for you get to get your buyer out there, put your best foot forward as soon as possible and, you know, sit back and see what happens. You may go back out again with that buyer. You may go back out with that buyer four or five, six times. I know that happened before, but Um, I think
0: it's going to be even worse, though, because I don't feel like people are as liquid as they used to be over the past two years because of inflation, et cetera, like just cost of living has gone up. And so I don't think it's going to be as ridiculously over list as it was back in 2020, 2021, but it's still going to be over list. You know, I don't think I'm going to see a ton of. 50 and up over list? I mean, you will on those certain houses. I did. I know you did. But that was, <laughs> but that was a certain house, right? Like, right. You know, I don't think you're going to see that on like the 315 house in
2: Fishers. No, right? because they can't do it. I mean, it's they financially not there, can't do right? it. Yeah, financially. But in those
1: 10 so. offers, I didn't get a cash offer. Hmm. And you know, 21, 22, we were seeing a lot of cash, lot of offers. cash offers. People were going into their four hundred one ks. Parents were buying their buy their you stock know.
0: market stuff. Though people don't want to take their money out of the stock market yeah, right now, right? Well,
1: I mean, that's what I'm saying. I didn't have one buy or one um, cash offer. So you know, there are there were parents out there buying or putting down money for their kids mm-hmm. to get that cash offer, and then you know, whatever they did behind the scenes to get their money back, I don't know. Yeah. but they were doing that because it was the only way to compete. So maybe that's going to come back
0: it's going to be interesting i just i mean everybody just uh be patient get a professional um you know i personally have dealt with a couple three since the beginning of the year where people are uh doing for sale by owners Mm -hmm. and they're like ah the market's good and blah 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 and you know I've, i've sold a house before so like i'll do fine and I mean, just historically, the data just doesn't support it. Like, will you be able to sell your house? Yes. This idea that you're going to save this huge amount on realtor fees, you know, at a minimum, it's a wash because of what the realtor with the marketing and everything and the platform they have available to push it out. Like, and understanding you're how to get you multiple just, offers. I yeah. mean, you're
1: not going to ha- know how to negotiate multiple offers. You're not even gonna know what Highest to do and and best, looking at like, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Appraisal gap. What's that? I, I just you're yeah. you're, you're, you're going to cost yourself some money. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And we've seen it. um
0: And even then, like let's say let's so there's generally two reasons people do a for sale by owner. And like I hate to this way but like this is our podcast so i just don't care and i'm gonna be this way i just really don't care at this point so what i run into with for sale by owners and feel free to correct me but so sometimes it's like a financial situation and like they just do not have the equity but like i feel like if if somebody came and talked to me like we would figure out what we needed to figure out to like take care of somebody you know what i mean like i'm not gonna do it just to do it but like I don't want somebody to be hamstrung or, or financially burdened, right? but that's not usually what I see. I Especially see this in intellectual I see this intellectual arrogance of like uh, minimization of a, of a profession, which I can understand that, or uh, I mean, I don't agree with it because it's my profession I mm-hmm. put a lot of work in, you know, but it's just this weird mentality of um, you know it's not that hard and <laughs> man if it's not that hard i certainly don't understand why i work 100 hours a week like i just don't like i should be working like five hours a week yeah and i am like never home non-stop working uh like consumed by this at all hours of the day because it is that much work and people are just like ah you just throw it on the internet and it'll be fine like you'll probably get a buyer you're gonna have five people see your house right because what they do is they're like ooh i have this many saves on this on uh you know on whatever website they're using right <clears throat> like there's this many saves so we're doing well well like people don't understand is that people use zillow realtor redfin and they consume it like Facebook these days. Yeah, they're like just it's, having it's a fun looking at houses. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they save it. They're not and They're really like, looking. Oh, in five years, I liked this one yeah. part of your or kitchen. I want to show
1: it to my friend or my husband or whatever when they get home from work. Look at this cool house. That's all that it's about. Yeah. And then also the thing about a for sale by owner is to understand the concept that when somebody looks at your house, they're going to physically look at your face and tell you, we like it. We're interested. We'll get back with you. It's called the Be Back Bus and they don't come back. But you think it's called you, the be
0: back bus. Have you
1: ever heard that in sales? I
0: haven't. That's a, yeah. the B-back. We'll be back.
1: It's the back bus. The
0: be back bus. <laughs> so that's just having, you
1: know, you're opening yourself to all kinds of stuff. This gets me to another thing agents in these multiple offer situations. If you're showing houses and you're with your buyer and you know that there's other agents coming in behind you, pay attention to who's coming in the house. Mm-hmm. Because this past week I was showing a house. And a couple walked in and I looked at them and I said, are you an agent? And he said, no, we're here to see the house. And I said, where's your agent? He's on his way. And I said, I'm sorry, but you'll have to step out until your agent is here. He got livid at me and said, we're just going to look around. I said, I'm sorry, I cannot let you in. I shut the door. For all of you agents that just don't pay attention to what's happening, first of all, that is not. To me, I don't know what that breaks a rule of, but you can't just randomly allow people into a seller's house that you're in and you're supposed to be there to protect the house if you're showing a house.
0: It's a you, violation of my board standards. It's, well, I mean, I mean, it's it's just it's, it's a violation. So always, I, I'd have to look in to see if it's against. Licensing. Here's it went it's further. For sure, against my board.
1: He opened the door again. I should have locked it, but I didn't. He opened the door again and handed me the phone. And he goes, "Here's my agent." And the agent on the phone said, let them look around. I'll be there in a minute. I said, absolutely not. I'm not doing it. And so he, you know. The
0: fact that the agent didn't even understand that. Is the fact insane. that
1: the agent was mad at me because yeah. I wasn't going to pay- babysit his buyers. Um, so we were in there for about five more minutes. Then we stepped outside, locked the door. That guy was still sitting on the porch giving me, you know, the evil look. We stood in the driveway for 15 minutes talking about that agent still wasn't there. So he was going to look at let his buyers look at the house. Basically, probably was waiting to see if they liked it or not, and just leave. And I do the showing for him. But anyway, went on further that the buyer asked for my business card because it was turned me into the broker. And I go, go for it. I would love for him to hear that I did my job.
0: Yeah, but here's the problem: is those agents? They won't listen to this podcast even. No. Yeah. You know, but protect the house that so you're showing. Allowed, you
1: can't man. just allow random people. That has happened to me more than once and i will not let people in and i will stand my ground on s- it i don't care what they think about i hear of it
0: happening a lot i've never had i i'm like I'm like the guy who like wishes that would happen to me i feel like let me have this conversation with somebody it's just i've never seen it but i hear about it a lot a, a disturbingly amount well
1: my seller i'm talking about my seller he's got a ring doorbell mm. after it was all over cuz everybody goes, does these days isn't right they? after it was all over he said you know There were times I was really curious if they even had an agent. They just walked right in. And with all the showings that were happening, I tried to do a limit. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because what if the agent's upstairs? So lock the door. Don't leave the key in the door. Lock the door. Do your showing. If another agent's coming to show it, they have the key code to get it. Or they'll knock.
0: Yeah. You know, they'll figure it out. But
1: anyway, that's just on my soapbox because that was really irritating to me. And then to have my seller tell me that people were just walking in – I don't, I don't know what to do about it. Stand there, but then, I don't know
0: if it's 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 a mixture of agents. It's a mixture of our society as a whole right now of entitlement and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not getting on no soapbox by no means, but like we just got to do better, people. Like that's just all there is to it. Like I mean, if it's your house, it, the argument's gonna be like, well, what if we want to buy it? I was like, well, if you want to buy it, you'd be here with an agent. Like, what do you want from me? You know, like i don't know it, it's just frustrating even the like for sale by owner thing it's just like um yeah well like they don't. i can literally i can literally tell you how agents manipulated this situation because you know i i comped it out you know i mean agents were shopped to list this house and i comped it and i had the value of it and the backyard was not the best for what you're looking for but The backyard was included in the pricing, (laughs) and all the feedback was like, ah, love it, backyard, just doesn't really work. And the agents sold them a narrative that the house is worth less money because of the backyard, but they didn't have an agent to say, yeah, no, that's why it's this price instead of this price. Yeah, I ran the comps. It's it's perfect. Yeah, with this yard, it's worth this. Yeah, the the
1: comps are done for a reason. Yeah, Yeah. And I love
0: it because I'm just like – like there's this like anti-real estate thing and I'm a realtor thing and I'm like and realtors owned you on it you know what I mean with negotiating. Well, another thing anyways, that's just a little. Well, here's another weird thing. thing
1: that happened last week. I mean, it's just the market's picked up so much that so much is happening. Um, yeah. So my sellers, the house I sold last this weekend, um, they put their um, request out to one of those Buy now companies. Yeah. That you can email in and say, "Here's my house. Here's what it, you know, square footage, whatever they do," and then they put me down as the agent, and I received the email from that company mm-hmm. here in town, and their offer was $150,000 less than where we ended up. And you know how many sellers accept those offers? I'm like, you just. I'd say
0: probably 20%, which is a high number. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're they like, slow, oh, it's actually high.
1: Well, the thing is, they, they bought their house seven years ago for this. They're just being offered a lot of money more than what they Way bought more. it for. Yeah. And they're like, wow. It's but you win. didn't pull yeah. in an agent and really find out what your house is worth? But they would have left $150,000 on the table if they accepted that.
0: But it's hard, though, because like, I, I, we try, I don't know what else I can do to get the message out, the word out, yeah. to like work with a professional because like you're either are or you're not, and you're probably going to make a mistake that will lead you to understand as to why you will in the future. Right. I don't know really how to prevent people from making their own mistakes at this point. Trust me. I've tried. I'm a parent at this point. (laughs) And like, I can't even get my kids to really do it. Let alone my parents couldn't get me to do it. Right. And like, all we can do is like educate people and like,
1: give our experience, tell them why we we want to be this way. But it does get scary for me to make them feel like I'm trying to push something, trying to sell a house, when I'm only just trying to give them the information I know and the experience I have so they don't get frustrated or upset or mm-hmm. don't get the home they want.
0: Yeah. Well, let's do the numbers. Um, next week we'll do first-time homebuyers so we can understand programs, loans, little stuff, what were some of the other things? It was credit score, it was down payment. Uh, what else was it, Raquel? We're super prepared for that. Yeah, right. sorry, I just sprung yeah, no, it on no. you. It was yeah, credit it was,
2: score. Was, credit score, yeah. Uh, like how high you needed your credit score, what, uh, how much on a down payment. Yeah. Um, Closing
0: cost percentages.
2: Yeah, it was just kind of what, just what all would you need to buy a home, like
1: everything in between. Well, what was sad in that situation is they threw that out to the mass public on Facebook, and the responses from the mass public... were politically
0: motivated. Imagine that.
1: Well...
2: Someone literally said you need an 800 plus credit score. score. How many
0: people do you think in the United States have an 800 plus credit (laughs) score? Right.
2: And then they were like, uh, what else
0: did they say? Oh, they basically, like prices are overinflated, market's gonna crash, Oh, they said you should
2: not buy now because of whatever reason and i was just like
1: because the prices are high and it'll go down this dude bought a house in 2019
2: so he's the expert right yeah
1: well and that's the problem is throwing it out there to the masses go to us we are the experts in it every day we can give you help you guide through the process
0: an unprofessional opinion yeah i I i've got a bunch of unprofessional opinions on that i'm super uneducated on this just happens to be the one that i know where i'm talking about on it you know, I I don't know how many years it's going to take for us to get away from the three percent interest rates for people to realize that was a fluke. It will never come back, and so just get used to where rates are. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're just never going to be there again. No, and no. people are like, "Oh, rates are high." Like, nah, they were low. <laughs> it's they're normal. Unusual. Now. Yeah, they were unusually low.
1: All right. So, what are your
0: stats? My stats. I am 5'10", 180. <laughs> blue eye i used to say i have brown hair but my the lady who cuts my hair i have so much gray hair she's like no you have white with some gray so like Salt my brown pepper. hair is not even brown it's just gray with some white anyways that's my stats um, <laughs> uh in fishers we had 22 go on the market anywhere from 259 to 2.5 million <clears throat> And like, this just gets back into the narrative. This is the data, this is the stuff that we track that explains why we have the, the data-backed hypotheses, I guess, <laughs> so to speak. Um, 12 of those are still active, 12 of them pended. I'm sorry, um, 12 are active, 10 of them pended. But 24 actually pended last week, right? So I And how many activated? 22.
1: Negative so I inventory. lost two
0: right so I'm down to hundred on the market in Fishers um, and here's an interesting thing I think this number is a little skewed personally but um, it says average days on market is 17 and the median is six I think that average days on market is because quite a few sold very rapidly and so it's offsetting the data a little bit um, noblesville I had 13 go on the market anywhere from 243 to 850 six of those are active seven of them pended but 19 houses pended in Noblesville last week. That's, I, I lost six houses last week in Noblesville. And I you've
1: have, done that week after week after week. week so after when week. are we going to get to zero? Not usually that many.
0: <laughs> it's usually like onesie twosies, maybe yeah. a three. Yeah. But six is a lot. I mean, I have 87 houses on the market in Noblesville. That's insanely
2: low.
1: And again, looking at, I kind of broke it down, is 87. How many of them are out of the ground? Yeah. How many are real resales? How many of them are six months out? Yeah. so we that's an even lower number and I kind of broke it down just to kind of look at that mm-hmm. but that's the issue is it's an 87 but maybe there's not 20 of them aren't even out of the ground yet 100 percent And idea. I can do
0: that next week I can, David asked me McCoy asked me the same thing he's like how many I was like I forgot to look how many are new construction but average days on market is 44 in Noblesville, which seems a little bit more accurate because we have stuff that's sitting stagnant but the median is 10. And that, to me, is a reflection of the market. Those two numbers together because you're selling in seven or you're sitting for 95. Like, that's the reality of it. That's why I was saying if you're going to sell your house in the spring, you need to be talking to an agent now so that it's prepared, list ready, good to go, so that you're the seven instead of the 90 days. Well,
1: and not only that, just to get it sold, get, you know, good price. But the traffic coming through your house, it's a pain that's to show your house. Like, nip it in the bud. Get mm-hmm. it out of the market. Make it priced right. Get Feel it ready. prepared when you're doing it. Just get it ready so that you can stop the showings.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So that, that's my numbers. I think that's a better reflection of everything. You know, we're cleaning up some of the stale listings. Um, but, you know, like, uh, the market is very intense right well it's heating up i'll say is a better word but uh, it's heating up but i'll tell you this like the buyers out there they know what they want when they see it they buy it and if you're not that you're sitting and so you have to be to think
1: even right now there's no time to think if it's a great house there's no time to think i'll I'll, I'll sleep on it overnight um if you're going to take the time to go out and look at a house be prepared to write the offer if you like it yeah Um, which is why you
0: got to got to get out and look in my opinion um I want the pre-approval, and, like, if they're wanting to buy in March, you know, because I, I need a ready, willing, and able buyer. That's technically what I'm supposed to have. Like, let's go out and look at some houses. Right, it's like, education. Almost with, like, no intent. but like, Educational. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not no intent because we could buy it if it's like, oh, we want this one. Right. But, like, you got to get out there and kind of see what it's like. And so, like, hey, we kind of like that house. What happened with it? It was gone 12 hours later. Like, you need that piece to be educated. To right. pull the trigger when you have to pull the trigger. Right,
1: yeah. It's very hard for somebody to start looking for houses the at the time house, that they're ready. Right. And the first house, we're looking in, like, uh, yeah, this is your house. Yeah. And, and 10 houses later, they're list. like, I wish we, I wish we. But yeah. they're not ready because they didn't do the educational process Correct. of for two or three weeks to know what the market can bear, what the houses look like, and what you'll never see again. Correct. But So in Carmel, um, 32 of the houses listed um, 17 of them pended in that seven days so half all went right off the market in seven days. 30 total pended so we had a positive of two for the inventory and then um, the the average days on market and that's pended ones the average days on the market was 30. The median was six over all those that pended. So looking at the really old ones, I was seeing, like I said, 150 days. So that was 30, which is still low for sucking up really old listings. Currently, there's 92 active. 31 of those are new builds, probably not even out of the ground. So if we really want to look at it, 61 resale properties available in Carmel right now. And that's just nothing. (laughs) I remember Mm -hmm. we were at 150 houses on the market last september october yep. and it was standard 150 140 something like that we're now at 92 so we've lost you know 50 40 50 yeah something yeah. like that so um solds in the past 30 days were 67 and list to sale ratio in Karma went up to 101 Phew. so um we're going over list i don't
0: even we can't even say it's coming anymore it's here i
1: know and days on market um for those 30 days was eight So we went down um, the past seven days to six, um, and the average was 34. So the average is staying around there. But when you're looking at median, we're at six and eight. Mm -hmm. In Westfield, 27 hit the market. Seven of those pended and 18 total pended last week. The average days on market was 42 for all those pendeds, but the median was 13. And for Westfield, that's come way down. There's currently 170 active in westfield but 112 of those are new builds so you we got like 60
0: houses Yes, 58, 58 resales
1: in westfield and i get back to the westfield is so heavy on new builds that out of those 112 i didn't look to see how many are out of the ground but there's 58 resale properties available in westfield right now in the past the
0: builders still have low rates right now
1: yeah, and that's a good time mm-hmm. to take advantage of that if you can take the time to build. Um, Sold, 97 in the past 30 days. List-to-sale ratio was 99%. And days on market was median 33 and average was 54. Wait till, so,
0: so like with those new constructions, <clears throat> wait till, like we need to pay attention to this. I wonder what those numbers going to look like. Um, call it fall. Because people are going to go get into a hyper-competitive market over list with slightly higher rates and they can just go build and get like a 5.1 interest. Yeah, rate. Yeah, a lot of them are at 4 new construction is going to be. It, it, and there's a lot
1: of them available to go buy.
0: And they're going to sell it as specs instead of semi-custom again. You know, you're not going to be able to like get specifics on it because they're not going to have the capacity to do it.
1: Yeah. So. Well, for Zionsville, eight of them hit the market. So four of those eight pended in the seven days, but 10 total in the past seven days. So we lost inventory in Zionsville. And in the um, 37 are currently active. Only 20 of those are resales. The others, 20 in Zionsville. Uh, 24 sold in the past 30 days there. The average was 100% list of sale ratio.
0: I I have, like, let me think about this. If you drive down my street... On both sides, I think I have more than twenty houses on my street.
1: Right, not for sale. But no, but that's a there. whole
0: city for sale. Like, right, there's that. There's less than that for sale in an entire city. That's a resale.
1: That's insane. Yeah, well, I mean, we've been saying this, but it's getting grave. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So um, days on market in Zionsville are still high. I, I don't. I don't understand that. Actually, with the amount of price inventory. points, a little bit higher
0: right yeah so houses it, tend to be dated a little bit for the price point Fair. but we
1: went from median the past 30 days of 54 to the past seven days of 35 so it almost went down 50 percent on the days on market um
0: it's probably one house that's set forever it took a huge clip yeah of that.
1: yeah so these numbers just show we have no inventory and we're going down fast yeah but it, compared to, again, how many actives we were seeing in October, September, October, um, we are not seeing those numbers in Carmel and Zionsville by a lot. Westfield still, I think they're always going to stay around there. They're 170 because yeah. of all the new builds, the constant. But those are all just pieces of paper.
0: Realtors are always like, uh, not just realtors. Like I think the general public's like, hey, what's going to happen to my industry? Um, because of technology? Like, technology actually just helps my industry what's gonna kill my industry is there's no houses to yeah sell. exactly there's just nothing out there to sell um man it's that's low that's low numbers since we've been doing this we've been doing this podcast what three years yeah, now about like mm-hmm. uh, we've only been doing it like what nine months in our new format where we are like what would you call this new format um Unchained remixed. This is the remix.
2: This
0: is, this is the mixtape of more attitude stats. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say a little bit more of my own personal opinions here. <laughs> um, I've never seen numbers this low. No, I don't haven't. care if it's COVID and everybody's like everything's flying off the shelf. Everything was flying off the shelf, but there's way more of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, no. this is just the lowest inventory I've seen in three years. Yeah, so it's yeah. bad. It's bad. I
2: did remember. Uh, another thing that person said or what they were asking, so which is good, I think. What we should talk on next week. So he was saying we're in the most historic highs of interest rates, which that's <laughs> <quietly inaccurate. laughs> Yeah, which we should. Cover. We're not even as
0: high as we were like four months ago. Right.
2: So which we should cover when we were the most historic, <laughs> which is the eighties, I think, if I'm correct. Yeah. Which is like eighteen yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. Eighteen
1: to twenty-one. Percent.
2: Yeah. yeah. So it's like, how do you even
0: have that conversation? Like right. like literally anything that you can so look up. Somebody's always
1: got to throw their opinion in. Right.
2: They were asking how do you get a lower interest rate, but it's like which really...
0: Yeah, and know, David and Ross can talk about that right. for sure. Right, which is another thing we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's a I'm lot sure of options you have there. Different program. The,
2: that's the, but we're not oh in God. the historicized so, that people are. He's not the only person I've seen say that. That's insane. Quick,
0: getting your information on TikTok. We don't po- <laughs> do we post this on TikTok? I don't know. <laughs> we we might know, be the I, only I information, information on TikTok that's accurate at right. this point. So, but
2: we're not there. We're not guys. It was like in the 80s, I believe, <laughs> which was 18 to 20 percent. Yeah,
0: not there. we're not even close. We're not. It's it's not, So next week we'll maybe talk in about his lifetime, and the he's probably process.
1: Broke it down for first time home buyers, maybe a refresh on buyers who are getting ready to go out in the market. Um, but there's a lot of differences now. So, all those people that said that they bought a house, you know, eight years ago or they've bought 12 houses in their entire life, this is nowhere like anything you've ever done. If you yet. haven't
0: bought a house in the past three years, you haven't bought a house. Right. That's just, it, I mean, you've bought a house, but you just don't know what the negotiations and offers look like. You just, mm-hmm. it's been astronomically different.
1: And, and it takes a lot of understanding of the market to put your best foot forward as an agent to help your clients. If you're not paying attention to these stats, you're not paying attention to the processes that are needing to be done today, you're going to hurt your client.
0: You are. You are. And if, you, and if you're not educated on it, um, you're going to have a horrible experience. And you know, I think that's the biggest part of what professionals do is we try to streamline and make enjoyable, to the best of our ability, a extremely highly stressful and emotional um process and so a good professional removes all of that it's
1: number three they say death is number one divorce is number two maybe those flip-flop a lot number three is buying a house or selling a house really Mm -hmm. that's what i've always heard
0: that's interesting yeah Uh, none of my clients would agree with that but maybe they put dental work above me (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right (laughs) well Thanks, you guys, for joining us today on Indie Housing Market. We really appreciate it. If you have any questions or things you think we should talk about, please put the comments below. Please yeah, like we'll and it. subscribe yeah. to us as well, because we do try to get some information out there to you that you might be interested in and give us some ideas of who we should talk to. Yep. So I'm Shelly Walters with the Shelly Walters Realty Group. My cell phone's is 317-201-2601, and I'm with F.C. Tucker.
0: Uh, And I'm Kyle Morris with Morris Property Group and my number and F.C. Tucker. And my number is 317-649-5122.
1: Thanks for joining.